0: And look at that hidden nation. Here we are. You got Josh Carey, your hidden entrepreneur right here on 710 WOR, the voice of New York. And anytime you want, it's your choice, day or night. All you gotta do is download that free iHeartRadio app and you wanna hear this show or shows like this one in any genre you want, just poke around that free app and you got everything you need speaking of everything you need we have such a great program for you today i have one question for you hidden nation when you hear the term vocational training high school vocational training what do you think of now i want you to consider that as we go through this dialogue with our guest robert lamar because i think that you're going to be blown out of the water in terms of what it is and what it can possibly do. First of all, welcome to the program, Robert. So good to have you.
1: Thank you so much, Josh. I appreciate your opportunity to speak with me and 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 advertise my uh my experiences.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm so excited about because you've you started life um in a in a very challenging way that that we'll get to and I don't know if many could have gone through the path you've gone through and come out the other side as successful as you are and as successful as you have been. First, tell us so we can just position the whole conversation when we're talking about vocational training. What does that really mean?
1: Well, what it mean and what it meant to me was once I got uh, up to the high school level of my. Um, training and experiences. Um, I realized at the early stage when I was in the ninth grade and starting the 10th grade that I had no way of opportunity for me to go to college or even have the ability or maybe even the knowledge and training to go to college. Surely I didn't have the money. So uh, I realized when I went to Richard Montgomery High School in Rockville, Maryland, they had numerous vocational programs. So I was looking through a list when I realized they were three hours a day and specialized training for three years uh, of training from 10th, uh, 11th, and 12th grade. So when I saw um, that survey work was one of the vocational programs, I immediately went for that because I always loved to Watch people out there on the on the freeways and on buildings using transits and levels, and I surely wanted to know how they use those. How can they get lines in no in space where you don't see a line they can make a line they can put an elevation where most people don't know what elevations mean, but they can give you uh, benchmarks. So that every every trade in that, whether you're in a building or whether you're on a site or on a freeway, the benchmarks give you a fixed elevation. So that everybody says, okay, if my plumbing line has to be five and a half feet below the benchmark, I'll I'll tune in on the benchmark and go down five and a half feet, and that's where my pipe starts. So the benchmarks are always a, a fixed mark that the surveyors provide on all major jobs.
0: So you have obviously this, this level of intelligence that is uh, quite strong and you're a success by every sense today. Some might be under the impression that someone has to go through vocational training be, due to a lack of of education or intelligence that's not the case
1: no i don't think that's the case And for me it wasn't and i think for a lot of kids uh if, if they have a knack let's say they they enjoy uh, construction operations and they they go by as a kid looking at construction sites then they say well gee i'd love to be a plumber uh i like to work with piping and and sinks and and hot water heaters and things of that sort, or they might be somebody that's electrician likes to put in light fixtures fixed. Uh, so once you see the different trades that are available, air conditioning and and uh, uh, carpentry and drywall. Once you see all these different trades that are available, you realize that say I'd like to I'd like to over my three year period I look at I'd like to maybe study two of them or maybe one of them all the way through and learn everything I possibly can because that's what I want to do when I get out of school. And in my case, the uh, 10th and 11th grade, I did uh, architectural drafting and I was good at what I did. And as a matter of fact, my teacher uh, would get uh, work from different high schools, different drawings that were being made at Montgomery County High School. And they would always ask my teacher to draw in the different classroom designs for, for uh, vocational training. So they would say, okay, we got, we got this, this classroom. It's got carpentry and electrical and plumbing classrooms. Can you guys take the drawings that we provide you and we give you the specifications for all the equipment that's going into them and draw them and show them exactly where we should put everything. And I would help, Mr. Muth, my teacher at that time, to do these things. Well, over the period of time, six months before I graduated high school, this work was going back to the architects that were drawing the main buildings. And I had, Mr. Muth came to me one day, said, Bob, guess what? I said, what? He said, "Uh, one of the architects that's getting to review your work wants to hire you when you get out of high school. (laughs) So that was my send off message. I I ended up working for Johannes and Murray in Silver Spring, Maryland for four years out of high school. And that taught me how to draw anything and everything I ever needed the rest of my career.
0: You know, I'm getting the chills just listening to this because I know some of the backstory here. A, you're 17 or so years old at that time. You must have felt so excited, right? I, I don't know the word, but you must have been jumping for joy at that opportunity because of where you came from in the recent then past, right? You That's were true. literally, let me just paint the picture as much as I know, and then please fill in the gaps here. Your father, unfortunately, passed away when you were just a few months old. So you never got to uh, to meet him in that regard. And you were then put with your brother. You lived in a series of orphanages during your young life. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, tell and, me that.
1: yeah. And that was, well, it was, it was, uh, at the beginning, the first home that I lived in, I didn't realize what a family meant. I had no idea what that meant to be part of a family. Cause all I did was see a lot of kids, meaning boys and girls that we would play with every day at the home. And, uh, so I just lived with the fact that that every once in a while, my mother would come every other weekend and take my brother and I out for uh, a Sunday, like to Glen Echo Park, or go to see some friends of hers. And, uh, but this was, I knew I had a mother, and my mother loved me, but I knew that she couldn't take care of us, and I didn't ever hold that against her. But I I knew I had a, a rough life trying to get through everything but but in the orphanages, particularly the German orphan home, which was the last one I lived in for five years, they had a, a wood shop in the basement which the boys all boys were required to put in one hour a day, six days a week. And uh, we also took and made things that would, would would be for sale and once those sales were made, that music, was rec- was put in to pay for our music lessons. We were required to study music also one hour a day. And the whole purpose of this was to keep us busy so we would stay out of trouble. And it worked like a champ.
0: I was going to say, because um, it seems like on paper, you could have easily played the victim, fell into a path of difficulty and off the beaten path and just gone down who knows what road. Were you able to avoid that all your life?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always have. I've always had uh, an eye in the future wanting to do good things. And uh, so when I once I got out of high school and and started with the architect and I learned all those kind of things, Uh, of how to draw everything then it became like i wanted to get into construction i wanted to build things because that was my final uh uh, i I would say career that i wanted to really enjoy which i knew i would be and, and would do so and that's what i've been doing ever since for for 65 years now
0: What became of the relationship with your mother when you were an adult, 18 plus and on your own? How did you reform anything with that?
1: Well, my mother always was good to me and always took care of me. But she passed away early also in my in my early uh, days out of high school. So I I miss my mother. But uh, I I. I didn't let those kind of things bother me. Although uh, I think for other kids, I thought about for a lot of other families because I was around kids that had mothers or fathers that were still alive. And we talked a lot when we were kids in, in in the orphanages. And I could get a different story from different people on how they were living and how their families were, how their families had hardships and whatever. I didn't I didn't sense that as much, I think, as most, but I always look forward to something better.
0: So you're an, obviously an advocate for high school vocational programs. What's the landscape like today in most high schools? Do they exist?
1: Uh, I think that's what I was trying to check a couple of times. Yes, there are vocational programs uh, all the way across the country. And I think in California here, they gave me a list of 10 of the most uh uh specialized vocational high schools in in uh California here and so i know it does exist and uh, one of the things that i was trying to promote with uh if if uh school uh programs who uh, don't have vocational programs they might consider it if they know they have children in the programs that know for all the reasons, they don't always finish high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know what they're going to do after they get out of high school because they don't have the money for college. There's a lot of reasons why kids uh, today need to be uh, given uh, that second opportunity that doesn't happen without vocational training.
0: What's the benefit for a high school to to instill one? Sorry what's what's a benefit for a high school to put a vocational training program in place?
1: Well, I think the best part that it would do is uh, it would support the kids in high school who did not know what they were going to do when they got out of school and or did not know they were, knew they weren't going to go to college, like in my case. And so to be able to help those kids Uh, It seems like most of the high schools are concentrating on getting college diplomas and giving the kids the background to get a college degree. Well, my thought was, that's fine for a group of kids in the school. But in my case, I felt as though I was around a lot of kids in vocational programs. That didn't have that desire at all. They wanted to go right to work as soon as they got out of high school, and they wanted to. They knew the benefits of vocational training; that it would help them get a good job and a good-paying job day one. And that's part of why I I want to promote this book is because I think uh, other uh, we'll say school programs that have never had high vocational training might consider it. Might think about well. What about in our community? Do we have certain trades and certain businesses that always need help and are always looking for help? Maybe we should consider vocational training and get that uh, particular trade to come over and help provide the, the training for these kids. So
0: yeah, hit, yeah, Hidden Nation, you're tuned in to uh conversation Right now with Robert Lamar, the author of The Value of High School Vocational Training. You can get your copy right now on Amazon in three formats, right? You have hardcover, softcover, and the Kindle version, which happens to be my preference. Uh, You could also download a sample chapter. So there's no reason to go right over to Amazon and look into The Value of High School Vocational Training here with Robert Lamar Robert, give us the punchline of all of this. I keep alluding to how much of a success you are today in so many ways. We got a glimpse into your upbringing, which no one can argue that is less than ideal, yet you've made it work so, so powerfully. What's the punchline today? What is your position? What is your work today that you're involved in?
1: Well, I I think the punchline would be... um, In 50 or 65 years of being in uh, architectural drawing and and construction, uh, I as I built and got involved with every project that I worked on, I realized that on every project, which was most fascinating, I learned something new. And construction is like that. And it's never the same thing. There's never two buildings identical. There's always something new coming up. And every year there's something new coming up on different trades. So I think that having the opportunity to work on these different projects, I had a lot of responsibility because a lot of my training in survey work and in architectural drafting was being used uh, on numerous projects. I had projects with Matt Construction where on one project alone, I had... um, Uh, I had to do drawings because the architect didn't provide everything that was needed. So I had over 110 separate drawings to be issued to the guys in the field so they would know what to do and how to build. And that was the kind of work I did all the way through my career, whether it was in survey work, Mm -hmm. providing uh, information on uh, uh, topographical maps for knowing how to add contours or take contours away for when mm-hmm. grading was being done on a, a project before you could start construction but uh, my my biggest goal here for everybody of the to realize that it's all the experience i gained and all of the um i guess the mm-hmm. training i got from uh high, high school vocational training I don't think there was one project that I didn't use that those benefits. And each one of those made me move a little higher up the rank. I've never been a foreman, but I've been a superintendent. I've been a surveyor, lead surveyor. I've been a project manager. I've been uh, an owner's representative. I've been uh, an owner of a construction company for 15 years um so i I've, I've done a lot of things and all of it was because of the vocational training without that opportunity i know i would never have had where i am now and, and enjoyed my life i love what i do and it's fascinating that everything i work on i get a new experience for every job
0: it seems like that that's a theme that you love the the curious nature and the always open to learning new things nature do you have some sort of um, life um, traits and day-to-day, like is, is is like, do you have like a mindset practice? Do you have any sort of themes and practices day-to-day that help you live your best life?
1: Well, um, I, I, I think that probably the thing that I look forward to is when at this time in my life, uh, while I'm still working for Matt Construction, is if they come up with a new project, which they do, they come up, and when they get these new projects, uh, I look forward to developing the um, the site use plans and how best to uh, use the prop, you know, the project. And I also uh, I help advise architects and engineers to see if there's anything that I'm seeing from my past experience that would make the job cost less or improve the schedules. And I'm always working on those. And those are my goals almost for every job I work on now. As uh, I like doing that, I'm not out in the field anymore. I don't work in the field. I go by the field once in a while, but basically I like to work from home. They give me these drawings and uh, it's it's a great feeling. I'm very relaxed and really enjoying my last few years of life here doing this kind of work. <laughs>
0: Well, I I appreciate you said you're very relaxed because that's what I'm getting. I'm feeling that I'm alluding to that. Um, Have you always been that way? And do you do things day in and day out, rituals, mantras that allow you to remain there?
1: Yeah, I've always been easy to work with. I get compliments from many, many people. And I don't try to find fault in people. I try to, to say, well, okay, if we've got a problem, let's solve it. That's more of the approach that I take. And and that's been extremely successful in my career because there's always problems in construction and mm-hmm. I don't care. They come up every day. They come up uh, all the time and, and being able to assist in uh, solving those problems is what I enjoy doing. It's like, I, it's almost like a game. I almost enjoy doing what I do because it's uh something that i feel like i i know i'm contributing value to what i'm saying and doing or drawing so by being able to to know i'm providing this value and i'm helping subs whether it's like i say air conditioning or plumbing or or structural steel or concrete it just makes me feel better. And I know that the people that I've always worked for, I've never had anybody not respect me and and come to me and ask me all the time, can you help me do this? Can you help me solve this? And I, again, I enjoy doing that.
0: Was there ever a point in your life where you almost or fell into a, a poor me or a victim mentality of where you came from?
1: No, I never let that bother me. Uh, that was never a concern of mine. I always was really concerned about other kids that were like me that had the same experiences is could I help them? Is there any way I could do something to make life better for them? And again, I go back to my book and hoping that maybe through this book, some other kids that are looking for something to do something special this might help guide them a little bit. Anything I could do that way, I would enjoy being able to be part of that.
0: This book is certainly a memoir, right? Tells your story and uh, gives the tools and the lessons for that. Uh, you, you talk about your brother. What was, what was his uh, influence on your life?
1: Well, my brother, I've always, my brother's still with me and still alive. And he's one year older than me. Um, he's always enjoyed uh, carpentry. That was his background. And so he, uh, he's had carpentry shops and he does remodel. And he does uh, a lot of restaurants where the restaurants uh they pick somebody to do all the furniture and uh, wood woodwork designs and countertops and things of that sort. So that's what he does a lot. And he's enjoyed it. Now, since he's retired, he drives for Uber. And he, he loves to do that. And the best part about his service, he cleans his car every time he, anybody gets in and out of it. He cleans it like spotless. And every time somebody gets in the car, they recognize that. They tell him, Wow, your car's so clean. And he talks to him the whole time they're they're going somewhere, whether it's a 15 minute drive or a two hour drive. And he gets all kinds of uh comments about how much they enjoy talking with him because most of the time people ride in these cars and they talk and the, the driver never talks to him at all. So they just love talking to Jimmy, my brother.
0: Where is Jimmy located?
1: He's right now in uh, uh uh, uh uh waldorf maryland
0: all right so if i'm there yeah. i'm gonna look for uh jimmy in waldorf maryland driving that uber yeah to go. get in that clean <laughs> car so it seems like the theme here even with you and your brother there's a there's a solid work ethic right uh I, how, what do you what do you make I, of the work ethic
1: I, I think that came from the fact that well we we when you when you learn early uh in your life that you don't have anybody helping you Mm. when there's really no support you have a place to live but you better figure out how you're going to live once you lose that home because that home is just for kids until you get out of high school once you get out of high school uh then you're on your own and so that's important now in my case i was on my own Right in the 10th grade, I had my own uh, house on my own apartment. I had a full time job from 3.30 in the afternoon to 11 o'clock at night at a Sunoco gas station. And I had I paid for my own uh, rent, my own food, my own clothing and my own gas. I paid for everything. Nobody helped me all the way through high school.
0: I was on my own 100 percent. So you've always earned an honest dollar your entire life. That's correct. And that was by design.
1: That was right. Yeah, it was by design because I knew I had to. It wasn't an option for me. And I knew if I wanted to have things in life that other kids had in life that I didn't have, I was going to have to find a way to be educated enough and learn enough about a trade or something. In my case, it would be vocational training to help me uh, find a, a job that I would really enjoy and make enough money that I could take care of my own family.
0: Here's what I find so fascinating is that many people, you included, we have a choice, right? We can think this, we could think that, we can do this, we can do that. You could have, which I know some people do, they find themselves uh, and just victimize and aren't able to bring themselves to earn a good a good living because they don't feel that they're worth it and that whole worthy but you made the choice you knew that okay there is no other option for me and that's admirable
1: right well that was the that was a true statement i really had no i felt as though there was no options and i didn't want to be doing anything but trying to make myself better than i um uh, had from my beginning I wanted to improve myself every step of the road
0: so this book and the theme and the message the value of high school vocational training available right now on Amazon in three formats go find your perfect format who Robert is the who is the message really for is it for the high school's to say, hey, see what you can implement here. Is it for the students or all parties?
1: I would say all parties. I really, those two that you mentioned are surely the ones that I would hoping that they would have interest in what my book provides them because it does give uh, a lot of people who may not even know what vocational training is even about, whether it's from the uh, school programs or from young kids to realize the benefits of it, and particularly when you realize how many hundreds of different vocational programs can be offered. Uh, It's amazing that I don't think there's an opportunity um, in in the field of work that you can't find a a vocational program if you looked hard enough, you could find it, even though it might mean you do the vocational school after high school, but you could find the school and maybe have to drive over there and pay a little bit of money, but you could get your training into the trade that you
0: really want and know you
1: wanted to do the rest of your life.
0: And what is your message to a student hearing this right now who can really latch on? What do you want to say to them?
1: I would say if, this uh program that we're putting together here uh is of interest to you. I would hope that you would say to yourself, what is it that I think I really would like to do as as a uh as as a, a family member, as a father or a daughter or, or a wife or something? What is it that I would like to do, whether it's sewing or whether it's making things? Uh, is is this the kind of thing that I would like to do? And if so, how can I get my best training to and learn how to do those things? And my uh, answer to that would be the, the high school programs, if you can get into them early, like I did in the 10th grade, have major benefits to you. Because I got three years of wonderful training and experiences that I use the whole rest of my life and all the way through my book. On every project that I worked on, I gave reference back to the vocational programs because they helped me and they, they, they did exactly what I wanted to do was to be in construction and be a leader.
0: And there you go, Hidden Nation. If you recall at the top of the show, I asked you, what do you think about? What vision impression do you get when I say high school vocational training? I'm sure that your idea and the concept has shifted immensely like mine has. Again, available right now on Amazon, The Value of High School Vocational Training by Robert Lamar. Sir, thank you so much for joining the program. This has been enlightening. I appreciate you very much.
1: Thank you, Josh. I appreciate you having me on your program.
0: And I appreciate you, dear listener, for investing your time, for taking the time. I hope it's been well worth it. We're going to do it again before real soon. Remember, this show or shows like this on that free iHeartRadio app, you want more, that's your portal into that destination. We're going to do this again before too long. Until we do, as always, take care, be well.